Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go to our Twitter, where the fun continues in between episodes. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Then you could go to our website, hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Maybe buy some merchandise. There's a lot of stuff to do on that website. In today's episode, we're going to go over the new Kanye West album, our thoughts, how does it stand against his past work, what the reaction of people are, all of that. We're going to go over this... Uh, ensuing Drake and Pusha T beef, which it might already be over. We're going to delve into that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about millennials and why they're not as successful as past generations. And uh, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. So let's kick it off. Let's do this. Uh, oh, yeah. So much, so much. What did you think about the Kanye West album? I liked it. It's definitely not my favorite album. And... Uh, I liked his last album better um, mm-hmm. after having a significant amount of time with this album. I will say that I liked his last album better. I don't, that doesn't mean that I dislike this album. Yeah. But I liked The Life of Pablo better. I thought The Life of Pablo had better beats. I thought The Life of Pablo, in a lot of cases, had, in a lot of cases, had better lyrics. So yeah, yeah, just overall I liked it better. Now what I will say is there's a lot of songs on this that are better than songs on the life of Pablo. But if I were gonna take yeah. but this album was only seven songs, if I were gonna take the best seven songs off the life of Pablo, in my opinion, and put them face to face with the best seven songs on this album then the life of Pablo, in my opinion, is significantly better. Yeah. Well, this was one-third less. I think it does. I think I saw the benefits. Well, we were talking about Daytona last week and and um, the benefits of a seven-track album and then the, you know, or the pros and then the cons to it, right? Because as a whole album, I, I did like how this one flowed better than St. Pablo. Uh, or the life of Pablo, rather. But then you did bring up something yesterday when we were watching uh, the the Cleveland Golden State game, uh, which was you said you like certain tracks like the the intro and the outro. And yeah, I would say the life of Pablo's were more impactful. Yeah, and although I did like the intro and outro on this one, but. I felt like the Outrons on, on which was Saint Pablo, that shit was like epic. Yeah. And to me the 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 outro on this one it was good. It's a good song. Like I respect the song, but it didn't resonate with me as much. I guess cuz I don't have kids, so like Yeah. It didn't it's like okay, I get it, but but I don't even know if it's necessarily just that because Eminem has done songs in the past about his daughter that were real good. Like, for instance, uh, Haley's song. I like yeah. that song a lot. Yeah. 
and I said I don't have kids, but it resonated with me. So I guess it's just the way that it was done. Like I, I I've heard better versions of songs like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I could see. Now my standouts for the album were like uh, uh, my standout likes for the album is Yikes. All Mine and Ghost Town. Those are my yes. three favorite tracks. I would agree. I like... If I had to... Fuck. If I had to rate them... Yikes as a song, as a complete song, I like the best. Ghost Town, the feeling. Like, the feeling of it. It's like Kanye meets Alabama Shakes with a Kanye flair to it. I thought that was, like, really interesting. And then all mine, that shit should just be the summer single. Like, like the Ty Dolla Sign was used so perfectly on it. So yeah, like those three, those three were were great. And then that I will give this one, this album, like with with all mine. I felt that that if they use that as a single, it would be a better. Oh no no no, because I'm thinking about fade now. I, I think actually I think all mine would be a bigger single. Then well we can only only time can tell that yeah. but I think um because I did like fade two and that was a single as well but um yeah I was I was I'm happy right now the and, and I know we keep saying this but it's just it's been a long time when it comes to hip hop or like you're excited for the next project and the next project this whole month is gonna be amazing and I would say it's safe to say that good music is two and oh oh yeah definitely like. And 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 because they're two and zero, I myself have never been a big Kid Cudi fan, and that's not to take anything away from Kid Cudi. He's a pretty good artist. It's just I guess not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And and then I haven't been excited for an Oz album in God knows how long. So now I'm excited. Mm-hmm. After I heard Ghost Town, I was okay. Which this Friday coming up, that's going to be Kanye and Kid Cudi's uh, album, joint album called. Kids see ghosts, if I'm not mistaken, and then the Nas album. Well, I don't know what the time. album is called. I know that's their group. That's their oh. group name. Oh, so they don't. So that's I, just. I their, don't know what the album is titled. That's the name of their group. Okay. Like so, like them like kids see ghosts. Oh yeah, wow! I thought I thought together. that was a title. I didn't know that was that was their name, but but yeah, that shit is that shit is great. Ghost Town is is definitely a nice little prelude to that. So and then and then I know that they're gonna have a another album this month after the Nas album but I don't know that artist that well it's like I a, think female it's a female artist right yeah. like Tiana Taylor I think yeah that's who it is I don't know her work as much so I don't know but even that I'm excited about yeah yeah but th- this album was good though it was interesting it was uh, it was uh, cool to see that like, so many people <laughs> like totally forgot about about the whole Trump thing when this album came out, like people that were saying that they that they weren't gonna listen to his stuff anymore are clearly listening to it. it the album is like number one in like forty one countries. Yeah. It's uh the the all seven songs are like on on the top of the listening charts on on Apple Music and Spotify. So obviously that whole like MAGA thing didn't have too much of an effect. At least in a negative sense. Do do you think? Do you think it was more like new fans that he acquired, or do you think just people didn't care? I guess 
from from my perspective, I don't see that he garnered any new fans. Yeah. I just to me it seems like the people that were gonna listen to Kanye regardless are listening to Kanye. Like yeah. and and some of those people were people that I heard out of their own mouth say that like they don't fuck with dude anymore, but they're listening to the album. So yeah. so that that's interesting. Uh I have seen some people say, Oh, I don't care how raw the album is how raw the beats are like yeah. that uh, matter of fact Sean King posted something like that on Twitter I I can't stand with somebody who stands with Trump who is harming people every day which that's that's like crazy to me that that people say that so often that like Trump's policies are harming people every day yeah but like they never seem to be able to point out an example like what what policy <laughs> is that that that's harming people every day but so people like that I'd ima- I guess they're not going to listen to it but I'd imagine for every one person like that yeah that he lost because of the MAGA situation he probably gained yeah one person because for it so now would you would you okay so obviously leading up to the album he was talking about you know the 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 well he had the slavery comment then he had the 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 MAGA hat picture are you disappointed that he didn't talk directly about Trump or you know any of those things like some people were literally pissed off because they're like oh it was just promo and this this and that no because that's not what I look to rap to do like I don't need him to like be on the track saying oh i love trump like that's my brother like i don't need that like you when you talk about like the things that you talk about that's what gives me a sense of who you are like i don't need you to tell me who you are like i need you to tell me like what you think about certain things and that will tell me who you are you know what i'm saying yeah it's almost it's in a way kind of like I mean, they're still saying it, but in a way, it's like actions speak louder than words yeah. in that sense of, well, it, what's your perspective on this? And your perspective on this will show me like like who you are. Yeah. That's why it's always been like so hard for me to rock with rappers that have so much bravado and like business acumen that don't like Trump because it's, it's like, but this dude is pretty much who you've shown me yeah. you're liking your music for so many years. No. So it, it, it you kind of strike me as a little bit of a hypocrite because does that mean that like that was, those were falsehoods? Do you not feel like that? Because that's who you showed me your, that's who you showed your fans who you are yeah. or, or like you like, or, or in a sense admire. So, so yeah, so that's what I look for, and and in that in that regard, he did do that. Like for instance, with with uh, Yikes, he it was he was talking about a, a lot of contemporary stuff. Uh, he mentioned like the you know the whole Me Too, like Russell want to pray for me, but I'm gonna pray for him because he got Me Tooed. So <laughs> yeah. so he used cultural references very like in a in a witty way. Yeah, and and I felt that. Eminem tried to do that on his album, but it came off as just like words. Just oh, I'm gonna say them because you know that's gonna get me clicks. Yeah, like it didn't yeah. seem like Eminem had no real 
ideology behind why yeah. he was saying it. It was just let me say it, let me say it and throw in like fuck Trump, like you know. Yeah. Whereas like like with with Kanye, <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't that Kanye. You could see that he thought about this stuff. Like even on All Mine, he's like all these thoughts on Christian Mingle. Oh, that's what almost got Tristan single. Yeah. Like he was ta- he's talking about stuff. And then to me, what what's crazy is there was an article I I want to say by Vulture. It's like one of those Snapchat uh, um, uh, news periodicals that that that's on there, and and they said oh some of they did an article saying some of Kanye's cringiest lines from his new album, and I and that was one of them that they mentioned. Obviously, the one that that I I would say probably would raise the most eyebrows is the Stormy Daniels line. Yeah, which is like yeah. uh, what he what he says. I can have, uh, me I can have a Kerry Washington. No, 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 no. He's Naomi like, Campbell. Naomi Campbell. I still want me. No, no. He's like, I can have I can have Kerry Washington, and and, and pull up with Nor- Naomi Campbell. That'd be a, something scandal, something enormous scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. still want me a Stormy Daniels or some some along those lines. I don't remember verbatim, but uh. But like even and in that article, and I've heard people say that that sort of suggests that he condones Trump's behavior, so to speak. Yeah, you know, even though that's just you know some Kanye shit. Yeah, it is. And, and you know what? The intro, the the way he started the, the the whole album, you could tell. And we were actually talking about this yesterday, where he didn't address the Trump thing or or the slavery thing directly like oh this is why i said it because i think that would just be lame i think he did on a philosophical level though because that's what the intro was about that's what i appreciated about this intro was when he says you know i I thought about killing you today and he's like you know "I, i would kill myself but i love me more than you or something like that right so he's talking about like him thinking about things and when you think and when you study things and when you really like look into something not just surface level you do, in a way, kill yourself, right? Like, 10 years ago, you know, fast forward to now, you've changed your frame of mind. You've changed the way you think. Th- things happen, and, and and living life happens, too. Like, you know, you get older. You get wiser. And then sometimes you don't even have to get older. You just, you, you know, you know how people say, oh, you, you, you're woke now, or you get red pills, right? You have different perspectives that you look at. And I think that's what he was kind of touching on in the intro and throughout the album you have a song like all mine and then you have a song like violent crimes right which is like the polar opposite mm-hmm. on one you're talking about i want all these hoes and this this, and that and, you know it's crazy it's like the sound of it and everything and then you have violent crimes mm-hmm. talking about how he doesn't want his daughter to to to, to do that type of stuff or or yeah. you know he's gonna be like when when she's dating and stuff like you know it, it's it's different and then you brought up a point where you said that, like, in the beginning of the album, it was a little bit everywhere, almost. Yeah. A little, a little, you know, crazy. And then as the album progressed, it became calmer. Yeah. And I think that's just what this album was about. In a way, addressing kind of, like, free thinking and, 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 and the, the, you know, the always, you know, always studying, studying new things and, and, like, different perspectives as you live. And it was funny because uh, I saw somebody comment and say the audacity that he has to repeat 
the 400 years of uh the 400 years of slavery was a choice thing because yeah. he does repeat it on the album yeah i mean he doesn't repeat it in the sense of like doubling down on it but he yeah. repeats it in the sense of like repeating what he said and saying like you know what his yeah. how his wife reacted to it and well stuff. not only that but Bar- some but some is like yeah. like felt like so offended that he had the audacity to to even like re-utter those words even that, like, I think in the same song, he talks about that people haven't even seen him when he's at his craziest. Like, if you think that was crazy, yeah. you know, which is, you know, it, it's like, and, and that's another thing with, with that. And we've addressed it before, but, and I asked someone on Twitter, the slavery thing, people act like he talked only about slavery. 400 years is not just the slavery aspect, like the legit slavery aspect. When you put in perspective 400 years, I guess what he's talking about is slavery of, you know, like mental slavery. Yeah. When you look at it. And, and when I asked that person on Twitter, they had no response. And maybe they didn't sit down and, and, and look at it. Sometimes you look at something for the headlines or you look at, you know, the words, which obviously are used, you know, for click clickbait and, and headlining. It's like, no, let's let's look at. Let's let's really study what he was trying to say and then go from there. It, it was know? it was something that was definitely that so many people definitely took out of context and it flew over a lot of people's heads too. Yeah, and and rather than it, it it's funny cuz like when when somebody says something or or they have like sporadic thoughts or they're sort of trying to hone in on their thoughts and you know they have a lot going on there's one of two ways you could go about it. You could go about it the way that so many people did, which is like totally bash him, or ask yourself, okay, well, what it, where, where, and where, like, what, what is the truth in this? Where is the truth in this? Like, what, what is it that they're like exactly trying to say? Yeah. And so, for instance, um, I was uh, watching this little YouTube video of like Ebro in the morning. And they were talking about Kanye's new album and like they were taking calls from people and people were saying, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear more of the album, yada, yada, yada. And then some people were saying, nah, like you got to take dude off the radio. And like one guy didn't make any sense. He's like, man, I work in the community. I, I don't make any money. Like I work with poor kids every day. And like that dude pretty much negates everything that I do, like everything that I do, people like him negate it and uh and so ebro and rosenberg start tying and, and like rosenberg like is a goofy like ebro's a, a goofy too but rosenberg is like a, a super goofy and and he was like uh he was saying how if he was nas working on an album with kanye yeah that once like kanye came out with the whole maga hat thing that he would have stopped working with him and then and then Ebro was like, so that means like you would have been in the middle of a project, and even though like you're hearing like everything that he's yeah. saying and and all that, like you would have just stopped working with him. And Rosenberg's like, yeah, that's just me. Like I I would have done that. And to me, that's crazy. Like imagine the whole country operated like that. Like yeah. where because somebody shares different political views than you, you stop working with them. Yeah, that, that's dumb. But see, the thing is, they 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 get away with murder. Uh, like. Rosenberg and Ebro, because so many things that they say go unchecked. Yeah, it, was. it goes so unchecked. Like, if someone with half a brain would go there and test what they say, they'd have nothing to say. 
because they talk out of their ass a lot of the times. Like they, they just say things. I wish someone would like test them on it. Yeah, and that's another thing. It was funny you said that because like that's that's another thing that Rosenberg said that uh, he he wasn't feeling well. He didn't go to the the album listening party, but he wasn't feeling it from like the pictures and the videos because Candace Owens was there. Like he. And okay. he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to go to any party where the girls are like Candace Owens. Like what? Like, if you're so sure and certain about like what what you're saying and how you feel, if anything, you would want to go there, like yeah. to talk to her, be like, hey, well, girl, like, why do you, what, what do you want? Like, what do you, yeah, why do you feel like this? Why do you talk like this? Uh, aside from that, like Rosenberg, like these these are not even like your issues, like Candace Owens. Is 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 the communications director for Turning Point USA, trying to get African Americans to not solely vote Democrat because of how Democrats have like destroyed the African American community in this country oh, for yeah. decades. Like that's what she's doing. What the fuck does that have to do anything with you? Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying. I, honestly, I, I never thought I'd, I'd see Chris Rock, Candace Owens, and Lil Yachty all in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> It goes to show, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's 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 cool. Like, people are going to have difference of opinions, and it's fine. But the thing to me is, mo- more than that, is like, know your shit. Don't just say shit. Because I think I told you before, no, no, it wasn't It wasn't the Ebro show. It was the Joe Budden show, the Joe Budden podcast, where mm-hmm. dude was like, oh, this Candace Owens bitch. Like, dude, you don't even know half the shit. If you got if, if someone came and just debated on on some surface level shit, you wouldn't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And it and it's the and it's these white dudes that are saying all this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, dude, you, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and and see, this is the thing I do respect about Charlemagne. Whatever his views are, whatever, he's okay with talking to people. And yeah. like and like and like, and I like the dynamic he has with Andrew Schultz, uh, in in Brilliant Idiots because they're always like. They look at it from different perspectives. You always look at Charlemagne and 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 matter of fact, man, fucking Andrew Schultz should be part of the Breakfast Club because <laughs> you know I like oh, I like he, their dynamic. He would be better than like like Envy or or Angelique. Yeah, yeah. But but see, because the thing is, is like you know he'll he'll say some that he feels that maybe Charlemagne like might not understand, and you could tell you could tell that he's really thinking about it. You know, like oh, you know, I see the your only point. thing that that I don't like about them two. They're always in agreement when it comes to like politics, though. Like they, yeah. their politics are similar, and and I feel like they're both smart enough to like have a a, a more wide range of political view. Uh-huh. If if somebody like checked them, so to speak, but but they don't have that because even uh even even Charlemagne, like when he was uh, recently on Bill Maher. And it was, it was kind of pathetic. Like you yeah. could see that, you could tell he doesn't know politics. And yeah. and for as smart as the guy is, like he really, he really didn't. Like even Bill Maher, like some of the stuff that that Charlamagne was saying, even Bill Maher was like, yeah, like yeah, okay, like because uh, one thing, and like Charlamagne was just trying to like, you could see just trying to bait the crowd into like an applause. Like he said, uh. Like there was like a, a Democratic campaign strategist on the panel, okay. and he was like, "Yeah, you know what we got to do is like what Willie Nelson said: if they're not doing their jobs, we got to vote them out." And so, like you know, the crowd they they clapped or whatever. Yeah. And then Charlemagne is like, well, "Yeah, but it's kind of hard voting out when 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 Russia is controlling your elections." 
And like the crowd was like, it was like a very hesitant. Okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell he was just saying it. Yeah, like because like yeah, like that's stupid to say. Even even if you're against Trump, that's a dumb thing to say because we've there's yet to be any proof that yeah. that's taking place. And then the 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 what you think was them colluding or meddling in the election. Was really, in my opinion, not meddling at all. Like they were putting out, sure, like they were putting out articles and fake news and all that shit. Yeah. But like, what does that have to do with, with, with people voting? Like in that moment, people voting. What does that have to do? Because all the big stuff, all the big headlines, yeah. that that wasn't fake news. Like, like if you want to like put. <laughs> throw in a headline is like okay well like how a few days before the election i want to say like a week before the election yeah. when when comey came out and and said that they found like shit on anthony weiner's computer like emails and shit yeah russia didn't have nothing to do with that you know what that i'm saying has nothing to do with it yeah so so like so like all this stuff even if you do want to blame like headlines like hillary clinton oh the the headlines and all of that the biggest headlines weren't from weren't generated by Russia. The biggest headlines were generated like from from the the fucking illicit shit um, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign was doing. Not only that, but the thing is too is when they mentioned about those Russian bots and like those memes, that's some weak ass shit. It's like lock her up. That's the type of shit that those Russian bots were like. Yeah. Oh, I ain't gonna convince nobody. What the fuck? Lock her up, like. <laughs> Oh, she could, you know, shit like that. Like, shit. Now, I will give Donald Trump credit uh, with the, as far as the way he approached it, because he, he spent less money, but he did say a lot of controversial shit. Yeah. Which had him headlining a lot. Right. But my point is that. It has those, nothing to do those, with Russia either. Right. They, they, has nothing either. to do with Russia. Like every headline that, like, you could possibly blame the shift in politics on in the election did not stem from Russia. Yeah. So and that's the thing. So even if they did meddle and even if they were putting out all kind of like illicit fake shit, still the biggest headlines were was like real live action in your face shit and 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 it is what it is. So it's just funny to me that people keep saying it but yet there's Little to nothing to substantiate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, going back to the album, you know, he addressed it on a philosophical level. I think that was enough for me. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I will say this album, on uh, comparing it to past albums, was the first album since graduation that I like liked it from the get-go. I actually like life, the life of Pablo too, but there were still some songs that, like you know, like the way he went about it, yeah. and then I, I grew into like. So what Kanye West is always like, you grow into liking it. Yeah. Whereas this one was like the first one since graduation that I felt like when I heard it, I was like, okay, because even my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which is like one of my favorites now. At first, some of the stuff I didn't like. Yeah. Like the way he went about it, and then you know you get used to the shit. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Um. But, so. Are you ready to call a time of death for Drake? <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, what, what time is it? Well, you know what? Hold on. Let me do something real quick. I'm doing it as we speak. Hold on. 
Because I am. I'm ready to call it. I'm ready. I'm pretty much ready. I'm just trying to give him one last chance. What, to look online, see if he's responded yet? Yeah. Six feet nah, were nice for what, Taz? You know he hasn't. Nah. I don't, I don't think he's going to respond. I don't see it. This is the closest thing. Drake reportedly had a response to Pusha T that would have ended his career. That that's the headline from that BT. A, that's st- that's the headline from BT. Stop it. <laughs> well, where is it, Drake? Well, that's where a is headline? It? Yeah, that's a headline on BT. That that's so stupid that. And and and, and that oh, they would even put that out if you're not gonna drop it. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like saying it's like saying. That's like that's crazy. That's like saying, yeah, I could beat LeBron James one on one. Like, I'm not gonna play him though. Shit, like I'm yeah. not gonna. I know I could beat him though, but I'm not gonna play him. Like, what the fuck? Oh, and and you know what? Because because you talked to me, you talked to me about this earlier about Jay Prince. Yeah, that the that's CEO who said of that. Rap a lot records. Yeah, he said that. He's like, I saw this going to a place that I feel would have ended his career if Drake would have put out the song that he had on him. Oh my God! The fuck out of here! Please explain the Jay Prince situation because you were explaining to me like what he had said, yeah, so then so people could have Jay a little Prince perspective. Jay Prince is, is uh, the CEO of Rapalot Records. I guess they're based in Houston, and he called into a radio show yesterday and said that he spoke with Drake and he made an OG call for Jake, oh, Jake Drake, to not respond to Pusha T because he is from the book Respect and in that book they don't go after people's mamas or sick friends and then he's like it's like he and then he gave an analogy that's like if I go and whoop your mama's ass he's like that's not <laughs> respect and he's like we don't deal with pigs in the pig pen because pigs turn to hogs like he was just saying like a bunch of like janky ass like 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 wisdom like it's like like jank ass two dot <laughs> two cent wisdom like what what my man pigs was turn to hogs in the pig pen what what the fuck are you talking about like why not like why don't you want dude to respond I I think yeah. from from when I gather and like the little bit that I've I've read about this is Drake has a big uh, uh, a huge liking in Houston and and is he's like very well received in the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that through some sort of channels, when Drake is there, maybe shows or whatever the case, Drake makes money for that city, makes money for himself, and probably makes money for Jay Prince. And I think that's more of uh, Jay Prince don't want to see Drake lose and end his career because that's one of his cash cows. Because... That is insane to me that you're saying that the man has a track that's gonna end somebody's career, and like you you put it, you're putting an O O G call so that he doesn't respond, so that he doesn't stoop to that level. Well, guess what, Goofy? If he has this track that would have ended his career, that means he already stooped to the level. Yeah, it's just that we haven't heard it yet. So like, let's hear it, Drake. Like, what are you what are you saying? Like, what are you doing? And then, and then not only that. Drake, the track, where is it? Like, I, I, I put that on Twitter. That <laughs> shit had me laughing so hard. <laughs> Drake, the track, where is it? <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. I I, put, I had to, man, because like, 
Come I, on, I man. kept looking, I'm looking, I'm looking like, man, nobody, no, nobody saying anything, nothing. <laughs> but, but one thing that, um, that I had put on Twitter, cause, uh, somebody had said that man going to release another hotline bling God's plan, take care and all will be forgotten about. I'm sure there will be plenty of yay pusher jabs on scorpion deep cuts. So first off, I'd like to say that. Hotline Bling, God's Plan, and Take Care. Like n- none of those three songs do I like from Drake. No. I don't. I don't. Those are, those are three garbage ass tracks in my yeah. opinion. It's number one. I responded, which got a bunch of likes and a bunch of retweets. I saw. I saw. I said, "Stop! Just stop, fam. Dude got bodied. Hits or no hits, millions or none. As a man, he has to respond." For the sake of his legacy, if he cares about being considered great, M, 50, LL, J, Nas, Tupac, Big, Cube, Easy All did. like that, And like that's... Even Ja Rule did. Even Ja Rule did. Even but ja I, Rule. I mean, I'm not going to put Ja Rule oh, yeah, on the yeah. list of greats. But, yeah, yeah. but, um, but like, like, that's one thing that if you, if you can like come up with one thing that all the greats have in common, it's that when they were tested... Or they were challenged, they stood up to the challenge. That's the one thing that they all because yeah. all those guys that I mentioned, some are gangster rappers, some are conscious rappers, some are lyricists, some are lyricists, some are more aggressive, some are more melodic. The one thing that they all have in common is that when they were tested, they they responded to the challenge. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you, when when Drake went at Meek and and all that stuff, I I I did get. I, I did garner respect. Like like I was like, oh wow, this is I respect that. I I I did and and I didn't. Like I respected the fact I was more so in respect to the fact that like it was like a hip hop thing. Like that yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 what I respected. But in all honesty, I thought it was a pretty easy thing. I I thought yeah. like it was like a, a, a high schooler picking like on a kindergartner. Like yeah. it's like well, okay, like I mean, you're not, and then and then the stuff that he was saying, because he wasn't even going at dude like on some like skill level shit. It was mostly like him saying like Witty oh, lines. like like Nicki Minaj is like your girl. She makes more money than you. She's a bigger rapper than you. Yeah, yeah. Like shout out to all my boss bitches, wife and niggas, like shit like that. Like that was a funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a gimmick. but it's surface level, and he tried to do that against Pusha, which was a big mistake. But yeah, I was surprised. Pusha dissected, dude. Yeah, like which was fucking amazing. And, and that's one thing we didn't talk about. So, on the Daytona album, on the outro of Daytona, which is a Pusha T album, Infrared, Pusha T threw a couple lines at, at Lil Wayne, at Baby, and 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 at Drake, and and that's what garnered, you know, Drake to. Uh, or that that's what made Drake respond and I guess the duppy freestyle yeah and and you know I'm, I'm I'm sure he listened to the album before it came out because there's no way that I think that he got in the studio after you heard it and came up with it you know what somebody was saying that somebody was saying oh like he they felt like he had heard the album beforehand I feel like the shit that he said it wasn't real clever I I think that's something you could come up with in a few hours. That's true. Like, let's say, let's say, let's say yeah. Daytona drops Thursday night, 12 o'clock, right? Thursday night at 12 o'clock. Because the Duppy Freestyle, when I heard it, I want to say it was like 7, 7 p.m. on Friday. Yeah. 
that's a long ass time. Oh yeah, that's it, a, like he might not have even heard it beforehand because th- that shit wasn't that cold. Now, if it yeah. was like a takeover where it's like mixed and mastered and all that, then I'll be like, oh yeah, this motherfucker had to have to heard it. And see, that's what but I, it was like yeah. a fucking simple ass step in the booth. Yeah, like, that shit was not even like that shit was not even great. And and I would say yeah, it, it would matter the time because I I don't specifically know the time that it came out. Some people say he came out with it like two hours after the album came out. No, no, some people. The well, this is what's crazy because this is like one knowing news outlets, knowing news outlets is is like becomes advantageous because before somebody. They they well actually a few people have asked me like what news outlets do I do I use yeah. to like keep up with stuff, which I always to me I kind of take as a compliment because I take it like they're telling me well you're like a well informed person yeah so what news outlets do you, do you do you use, and one of which one of my news outlets that's actually pretty unconventional but I noticed they're like pretty quick with shit. Is world star hip hop <laughs> like it's crazy as crazy as crazy as that shit sounds, yeah. and as like dumb and as ghetto as that might come off to people, yeah. world star hip hop they're on it like they are on yeah. it like when it comes to like video or audio content, obviously they don't post articles, yeah. but when it comes to video and audio content, and it's not just like hip hop shit, obviously it's like a lot of different Everything. stuff, like some of the stuff that like Trump has said like during on the campaign trail. Like the video of it is out on Worldstar before I see it on any other outlet. Yeah. And so and so that is one of my like go to news outlets when, when I'm checking for my news. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about has been covered by Worldstar. Not covered, but you know, posted on Worldstar. Yeah, like, like the the, at the, some point. the the media content of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why I'm saying that the song came out around seven o'clock or so because I was parked somewhere and I was actually on my phone for a while, not looking for a response. Obviously, I was just on my phone, but then I went to World Star and it was there, and it was in, on no other outlet. So, let's say even if you don't give it seven o'clock, don't say you say it's not that late. Say even if you say five five p.m. Yeah, that's still from from twelve from midnight Thursday night to to five p.m. On Friday, yeah. that's quite a long time to respond. Yeah. A long, that's a long ass time to respond, because we've done it. Yeah. We've done it, and yeah, and yeah. and that's another thing that's kind of interesting, like talking about this because, yeah. like obviously, I mean, we were we were younger. How old were we when we were in the Section Eight days when we were beefing? When we Shit. had some beef going, right, right. Uh, damn, I don't even nineteen. 1920 21 maybe like in yeah. that age group yeah but um but yeah so we actually had a situation similar to this before uh and it was actually some with closer to home like we had grew up one of our friends that we grew up with his brother was in a rap group and their rap and then we had our little rap group and we actually ended up beefing with them because you know they were talking shit or whatever and obviously like we were young and dumb and we wanted an excuse to like <laughs> essentially flex our muscle yeah yeah uh our, our rap muscle so we did it to, to our to our uh you know we didn't start the shit no yeah to our defense definitely yeah, to not. our defense we didn't, we didn't start, start it yeah uh it actually like came like it started off uh, kind of on some like fluky shit it was like when we were going to, to paintball remember yeah and then like we were freestyling and then one of our guys mentioned section eight which was our rap group name at yeah. the time 
And then and then one of their guys was like, oh, Section 8, oh, those were those fags we were talking about or whatever. Yeah. And I guess dude was a goofy that didn't know that that was us. <laughs> and we caught them. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, these motherfuckers have been talking about us. So we threw out a track. We threw some limbs to see if yeah, they bite. Yeah, just a sublimb to see if they would bite. They did. They came with one. <laughs> and then we dropped, remember, like in one night, we dropped like five songs or some shit yeah. like that? Like we just it was like an them. atomic bomb. We just fucking ended them. Like all of us had a song and shit. And then they, was, yeah. but, <laughs> that but, was great. But, but then they crazy? took forever to fucking reply. But what's crazy is we dissected them, like like who they were personally, all that. Like we pretty much did some push a T shit. Yeah. And then and then we took it there. Like that's what you do in a beef, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. We we were mentioning motherfuckers like being soft and then wearing ta- having tattoos on their belly buttons and shit. But that's the truth. Of girls' yeah, names. Yeah, and of girls' shit. names and stuff like uh, we took it there. But but and that's that's I guess where we go back to the Jay Prince talking about the pig and the hog and I, shut the fuck up. How about you shut the fuck up? All right, because that's some puss ass shit. Like How about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like get off that. And honestly, I hope Drake responds. I bet Pusha T has a couple lines for Jay Prince too. Yeah. Like, like fuck out of here. Get out. No, really. Drake. First of all, Drake mentioned uh, Pusha T's. You know, uh, fiance. girl, fiance. Right. He took it there first. And it's fine. It's decent. It's fine. I, I don't have a problem with he, it. Even if he didn't, yeah. what Pusha T did is what you're supposed to do in a beef. Yes. When you're dropping a diss track, is there, there's no such thing as a nice diss track. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. oh, diss some, but be nice about it. Like, and, what the fuck? and you made a good point. You made a very good point. Because I, I remember I was saying, man, Drake just has to give up. Because like he, he's going to get bodied. And then you said... And I'm not going to say what you said, because whatever, well, I want to see this shit pop off. But you did say that there were some angles. And when I and when you when you explained it to me, I was like, oh, oh shit. There is an angle, yeah. like, but but it, it's it's a more creative and aggressive angle than I think Drake has in him. Well, it depends, though, because he could just switch up Ghost Riders, have and, Kendrick and, and, and Eminem, Eminem yeah. writing that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Those ghostwriting memes were so funny. Like, there was this one that I saw that, that I found hilarious. It was like like a, like a, a, a military plane with a, with a big door open, like the big hatch door in the back, yeah. and like a bunch of paratroopers. And then there's like one guy like like in right there like telling them, go, go, go. It, not a meme, a gif. Oh, gif. It's like, go, go, go. And, and it said, this is this is Drake getting all the ghostwriters in the studio because <laughs> they were all like jumping on the plane. <laughs> Shit. But, um... Oh yeah, that but, shit's great. Yeah, no, but but yeah, I, I'll I'll explain like what my angle would be like if if it was Drake because he's not gonna respond. I, at this point, I, I well I have a few things to say before I I I'll give I'll tell my angle if I was Drake. At this point, I don't think he's gonna respond. If even if he does respond. It might be a little bit too late. I feel like the, that the 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 window of opportunity has yeah. kind of closed for it to be effective. Well, un- unless it's uh, on his album that comes out this month, maybe because you know Jay Z did that with the takeover. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's what? true. But I think with this, I think I see what you're saying. It, 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 see, I think it, it, it's 2018. This is like this you kind of gotta be quicker about it. Yeah. Especially when you sort of set the precedence for quickness yourself. Yeah. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? He set that precedent. Like, oh, in one day, I'm going to say something about it. Okay, dude, that's what you're on. And that's what's so funny to me. Is like, when it was the Duppy freestyle, oh, don't mess with me when I'm in album mode, all that. But now, like, nothing. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think he's going to respond. And even if he responds now, it might be too late. Yeah. What I will say is, if he doesn't respond and he has nothing to say about it, then... Don't say anything about it on your album. Don't throw any shots or any any sublims because that'll be some bitch ass shit. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut about Pusha T forevermore. Like, as far as you're concerned, that dude don't even exist because like that's nah nah nah. Like the time is now and like you're not doing it. So so keep it the fuck moving. That's true. That's true. Now what I will say, like I don't want you know I don't want him with his little slick lines like like. You know, whatever bullshit line he could come up with, like I'm too rich to respond to these yeah. these You rap. weren't when you when you thought you were gonna win. Right, exactly. So all that. Yeah. Now what I will say is this. If I was him, the approach that I would take is obviously like you can't talk you can't talk about the whole drug dealing thing because you touched on that. And like there's not a whole lot you can touch on with Pusha T. Because for the most part, he seems like a real ass dude, and he's a good rapper. Yeah. Not to mention, like his manager got in that. Like so, from what we do know, he seems to like be pretty legit in what he's saying. Yeah. So the route that I would take, the route that I would take, is a more creative route, and I would take the route of pretty much everything that he said against me. Like I would flip it back on him. Like yeah. I would say, for instance. Like you're talking, you talked about my mom like not getting married and like yeah. like you know and you not my dad not being there, so like yeah I came up in a single parent household but I never sold drugs so like what does that say about your parents? So in a way, yeah. using that same shit against him like you're talking about my parents, well you're you and your brother sold drugs. What does that say about your parents? Like yeah. that type of shit. That was that's one thing that I would flip. I would also play a little bit of identity politics. Yeah. I, and and I and that idea I got from Lupe Fiasco because when people were asking Lupe Fiasco what he thought about all this and he said and well not what he thought about all this but what he thought about Drake in blackface yeah he he looked at it from like a very smart and like uh um thorough viewpoint yeah. he's like well that picture is part of like a project about duality. There's another picture that goes along with that. Yeah. And he's like, as he's like, as far as I know, six, meaning Drake, they call him the six god with all that shit. He's like, six, as far as I know, or six last I checked, is mixed with two of the most hated races in human history, yeah. black and Jewish. And he's like, so that has something to do with that. Not to mention the fact that. That nobody's talking about the fact that Pusha T used Queen Whitney, like Whitney Houston, uh, bathroom on his album cover yeah. when she was like at her lowest. Yeah. So yeah. he wasn't like I don't feel like he was talking shit about Pusha T, but saying like if you're going to critique this, yeah, then also like look at that. And I felt like that's like a very thorough like standpoint. Yeah. I would kind of use that same I would kind of use that same thing. While I don't agree with identity politics, I think in this situation he would Drake would benefit a little bit from it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I push it brought the identity politics the, the thing, into the, the thing, question. The thing is this though. Yeah. The problem is you put out that fucking gay ass memo. Yeah. 
Yes. So, which which already kind of gave me the feeling that like he wasn't going to respond. Yeah. After he so did like that. that that you made a mistake because like yeah. all of that could a lot of what you entailed in the memo could have been that and like you could have actually got people to kind of like empathize with you. Yeah. Like damn. Okay. Like dude was going through this as an actor and all that. Yeah. Another thing is like which we talked about is like Pusha T's real name is Terrence. So he could have gone something along yeah, the line. Like, line. The guy's a gangster. His real name's Terrence. Like, on some Eminem shit. Yeah. And I like, add, like, that classic-ass line into it. That would have got people going. So there's, like, an angle that he could have taken. Even if you would have lost, you would have lost respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. And and, and maybe even, like, gotten a, a few people on your side. Yeah. But the thing is this. I think that's, like, way too deep for Drake, yeah. number one. Number two... I th- I I know that he knows that if he was going to respond dude is going to respond and then it's going to be ongoing and he don't want that like yeah. cuz even even if he were to respond I think that would empty Drake's tank like even if he this does respond yeah. to this I think that's the that's his tank empty and now yeah. what if dude what if the story of Adonan was not even like the the meat that was just the appetizer <laughs> and like the the real shit is like crazier than that like yeah yeah so he's you really want to take it there because because yeah. and that that's something that they were talking on the brilliant idiots like or was it the brilliant idiots yeah i think it was they uh drake chose to go against someone that that like gives a fuck less than you that's what Charlemagne. and it's true like pusher knows he's not gonna sell five hundred thousand copies he sold fucking 75 on this album and that's good for him mm-hmm he doesn't give a fuck about album sales. He doesn't give a fuck about all or, that shit. Or followers, the yeah. number of followers and all that. And and that's I was telling somebody that because they were like, man, but Drake, man. Drake he, has a lot more to lose in this than than Pusha. Pusha has Pusha T sold more than ASAP Rocky this first week. ASAP Rocky is a much bigger artist. I will I will say that ASAP Rocky under it was very underwhelming. His sales were underwhelming, but still. ASAP Rocky should not be selling more than Pusha T. He has just a bigger... He's had a bigger market before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point in their careers, it shouldn't be that close. So, like, he's already winning at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so you have that. Then you have the fact that, like, I mean, dude is a lyrical monster. So, do you really want that? Like, are, are, are you making the best business decision in 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 keeping this ongoing because you're just gonna make yourself look worse, right? He's it's, it's, it's like the Joker almost. Like you just decided to deal with the Joker of now, rap. That's exactly what this is. Like and it's bad. It's crazy because like that is exactly what this is. Is like Pusha T is is essentially saying it's Drake is Drake is the mob in in the Dark Knight and Pusha T is the Joker. He's like. He's like, you're all about the money. This culture deserves a better class of rapper, yeah. and I'm gonna give it to them. Like it's not <laughs> yes. like that's yes. essentially uh, what's going on here. Like you're perfectly so, put. You're so worried about about all this stuff. But the thing is, though, the only difference is the mob in the Dark Knight have no legacy to worry about. Yeah, Pusha T does. And yeah. and again, if you care about being respected by anybody other than fuck boys and party girls. You have to respond. Like yep. there's just no way around it. Like you yeah. because see, rap is a different type of thing. Like beef and battling and going toe to toe with another rapper, that's a cornerstone of rap. 
That's a cornerstone of rap. That's like, that's like, for instance, like when we play basketball, I'm not a great scorer, but like I'm good on defense. But I know, I know for a fact that I would never make it into the Hall of Fame because I'm not a good scorer. And like, that's a cornerstone of basketball. Like, yeah. You could be, you could, you could be, you don't have to be the best scorer to make it into the Hall of Fame if you have other things. But if you don't score at all, you're not going to make it. It's no. just not going to happen. No. And that's my point. Yeah, yeah. That's my point. It's like, it's because it's a cornerstone of that. Of it's the a, culture. Like a, it's a prerequisite of the culture. And that's a prerequisite of the culture. Like, you have to, you have to respond. There's no way, there's no way around that. If you want, if you want and you care about, that level of respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is this, on the surface level, on the surface level, like Drake could seem like he's part of the culture. And and, and what we've always, and, and by we, I mean like you, me, and Donnell, you know, we'll give him his props on a track or two or whatever. It is what it is. But the thing is this, we've always thought that like, even those tracks were like nothing great. He's always I, been well, a surface level. I feel like level. Donnell likes him. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like I remember Donnell like liking yeah. Drake more than we well, do. Well, more, more than us, yes. Yeah. But still, it's not his. He'll choose a Kendrick over and a J. Cole over a Drake. Yeah. Does he like him more than us? Yes. But in, in, in looking at that, and, and for us looking at that and being like, oh, this guy's kind of a surface level kind of dude, I never realized that he doesn't do a lot of interviews with like hip hop, like. Like, like, let's say like a Breakfast Club or, or an Ebro mm-hmm. or I've never actually I've never seen one, and then I Googled it, and it was like kind of like weird. It's a weird thing, you know. Like you, anyone that's anyone in hip hop has been on the Breakfast Club, has been on interviews with like you know Rosenberg and Ebro and 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 the only one I saw was with Angie Martinez, and I could tell like in in the way that he acted, that he he didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like a. He's very guarded in that sense, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, if you're gonna be like that, that's one thing. But then, but then now, you're not part of the culture in that way. Now you get into this beef stuff. Here comes whatever everything you just said. It's like, at what point do we start saying like, dude, you're just a, you know, like you're fake. You just play the part. To me, he's culturally appropriating. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it, not Macklemore and, and, and Eminem and fucking Yellow Wolf. That's cultural. Like, you're faking the funk. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're like, <laughs> fake in this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, them, like, you're saying they cultural appropriate just because, like, they're not of a certain race, yeah. which is, is, like, asinine. But you, 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 like, are, 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 you're fake. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and fake when it comes to the culture. Because, mm-hmm. like, Eminem is white, but. He's of that shit. Yeah, he's of that shit. It's like, undeniable. It, uh, like you said, like, he was part of beefs. He was, he, he had Rap those battles, moments. all that. All that shit. Like, Eminem is hip hop. Ice Cube is hip hop. Fucking Ja Rule is hip hop. He yeah. lost, but he's hip hop. He is. You're right. You're like, right. Fifty, like all these guys, and like right now, what you're showing is that you're not. You, you only when it benefits you. You're like fucking, like you know, like a pop artist that does, you know, dabbles in hip hop, and and like to get a little credit, you know, you you'll go with, you'll do a couple albums with fucking, uh, fuck, I forgot dude's name, um, Future, and and then you know you you. Throw a track here with Migos just so you it, it can look like, oh, yeah, you know. But no, you're not about it. And if you don't respond, 
it's bad for you. It's bad for you in, in, in when it comes to the history books of hip-hop and the culture as a whole. It's bad for you because... Be, and, and, then, and, then, and then in the memo, it's saying, oh, let's take a break from the circus. What circus? What are you talking about, bro? Like, you I thought, responded. You, I thought you were with that <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> you were with the shit like a week ago, and then fucking three days later, uh, Pusha T response puts you in your place, and now, oh, well, it's the circus. Let's take a break here. Sorry. And that's another thing, too. Like, you're, you're, you're half white, half black, right? So, so, so you're black. Why do you have to explain it? Like, like to me, like the whole blackface thing. Why do you have to like? Oh, I gotta. That just shows that you're not even sure of yourself well, or your you know identity. My, you know my uh, take on that. I don't think anybody needs to explain why. Oh they yeah, were black. Like, I, I'm all about like that's freedom true. of expression and freedom of speech. Like, I don't think anybody should have to explain. True. But like him, least of all. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like in in the world of identity pots in in 2018 in America, where white motherfuckers got to explain some shit like that. You're not white. You do hip hop music. You obviously relate. You obviously think of yourself as a black. Per- Why do you have to explain black figs? What the fuck? Nah. Oh, well, it was a. Pre- You're black. What do you have to explain? This is what I was doing. You know, and like you said, do it on, on the track. Mm-hmm. There's no need for explanations. There's no need. And, and to me, just with that alone, uh, that's that's just a downhill battle for him now. He's on a downward spiral when it comes to the, his image. Will he sell? Probably still, but when it comes to the motherfuckers that are real and the and the people that really care about hip hop and the culture, you definitely took a big L. Definitely so. Definitely so. So moving on to the last uh, topic for this episode, millennials. Why are we all fucked up? <laughs> great, great ass segue. Yeah, so it's crazy. They're fucked up. Freaking, uh, they had a, let me see if I have it pulled up. It's, it's, it sucks to like do this just in a segment. Cause I feel like we could really dedicate like a whole series to this shit. Like there's, yeah. so, there's like so much to, to say, you really don't even know where to start. Um, yeah. obviously like we dealt with, with the recession. So we saw that, that obviously I'm sure a lot of fear stemmed from that. But even before that, though. But well, then that's what I was gonna say. Before that, I feel like we were given a lot of bad advice growing up. I think that's like if you if you want to put it all in, no, not bad advice. We were given a lot of bad examples, and okay. and 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 bad advice was part of that. We were just fed like a lot of poison, so to speak. Yeah. For instance, like we were the generation that like it was a must to go to college. Like you just have to. There's just no other no way. No explanation around. though. No explanation. You just gotta go. You just gotta do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, we we and we've talked we've documented a lot of that stuff before. Uh, the generation like that mentored and parented us came from a time where like you could like quit or get fired from a job and like literally find a job the same day. No. Now it's kind of getting more like that cuz the economy is getting better, but there was a there was a time and I remember this like when you like I was at Target and you were at Best Buy or like when you were at Carson's where like if you, if you had a job you better hold on to that shit for dear life cuz yeah. like you don't that shit is scarce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I paid dearly for that. 
<laughs> when I when I quit Carson's because man I hated it, and then I said I thought oh yeah cool I'm gonna just get another job, man. Would you mind? Yeah. <laughs> that, that bank account was at zero. I remember I was like at like five dollars left. I blew through all the savings because I was like, fuck. Oh, I, thought I thought you were going to say I blew through all that $5 <laughs> like it's a lot of money. Man, right? I blew I blew that $5 on, on, on strippers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> Great that shit. No, like that, I, I, I blew everything. And then I was like, I was looking at my bank account, dude. That was so depressing. That was such a fucked up time. And that just showed like that's, that's, that wasn't the time to quit. Yeah. I should have got another job and then quit. Because that's not the kind of broke you want to go. Like, Hell no. Like, I've been broke. I actually, I've been pretty broke recently, like, but because I just made, like, a big investment. Yeah. That's, like, different. It's a way different feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, that's, like, uh, actually, it's kind of, like, a, a blessed feeling. Like, damn, you know what? Like, there's not a lot in there now, but I know, it, I know it's coming versus... Yeah. Like I don't know I don't know where the fuck my next meal is going to come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but see that like your net worth grew. Yeah. So you're like on some like if you think about it that you're you're like you, you well you said it before like the the term mo- your money broke like cash, cash broke. Cash broke, yeah. Like like that doesn't mean like what's your net worth though. Yeah. You know like I'm sure, like all these motherfuckers that are worth billions, they don't have a billion dollars in no, like a fucking no, hell nah, basement. Don't. Hell no, nah, they don't. Yeah, it's all the worth of it, yeah. and 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 that's and see, no, I was not. I wasn't worth <laughs> shit. I was worth five dollars, <laughs> almost negative. If I didn't get a job quick, and I got lucky when Best Buy fucking called. But this is what I'm saying, like, and that's what you're saying. Like that was a time when it was bad, and let's think about it. 2008. To like 2016, maybe 2017, when things are like officially like way different. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's almost a decade that that you just didn't have, right? Yeah. And 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 then one of the stuff on the articles, and if you guys wanna, let me let me give you the title of the study that we're talking about. the The study was the demo. The the name of the study is the Demographics of Wealth 2018 series. How education, race, and birth year shape financial outcomes, and then has a couple essays in there, and it's by the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. So that's their study, and it was showing how like college debt, mm-hmm. college loans, car loans, um, what else? Yeah, basically that, like 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 loans. But but the thing is like that's that's why they're fucked up now. Fast forward to now, because see the thing is, before first of all, college wasn't that expensive, no. how it is now, and then also like, you like you said, it was a different time. You could find a job, so you were you were never where where it was like, shit was slow. Now it's like, be, besides besides the point of like the fact that you went to college and you're in debt, a lot of people are in debt, but then they have like a PhD in like the arts. Mm-hmm. The fuck is that? Or or theater, or you know, or bachelors in theater like that didn't. That's not. It's not going to get you anywhere, you know. And I thought that that go, coincides with what you were saying, which was, okay, they just said go to school, right? Go to school and and everything will be okay. No, yeah, you should have been like, oh, go to school, STEM, mm-hmm. the sciences, the the medical field. The engineering field, you'll get a job, you'll be good, you'll be decent, you'll pay for it, but you're going to be able to pay that off back. Yeah. 
but there was really no guidance. And and no. this is the part that that I told you that we touched on before uh, on on a past episode, which was when 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 we would ask teachers like, "What well, what's going to go on? Like, what, what what do we do? Where do we go? What, what? Oh no, don't worry about it. It's just the experience. Just like yeah, you're going to yeah. be at home. Horrible. We had horrible counselors. Like it was just nothing. Yeah. And 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 I said that before in terms of like a, a field that was not even booming yet but like a good counselor might have been able to sway some students into it is like the tech field you know yeah. that like the apps and all that because that hadn't like yet developed or boomed yet you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't even think even if, i don't think smartphones were out yet or and nope. and and if yeah. they were it was like at the very beginning you know what that happened? that's something but nothing it's just again like you said oh it's the experience and Waste all your either your parents' money or or or, the, or take a loan and overpay for a worthless worthless education, and that was one thing that opened my eyes. But it, but again, and then that's the key. You gotta open your eyes. At some point, like you can't blame everybody for your issues. Yeah. Because I one thing that opened my eyes is when I was working at Target, and I was on the sales floor with a dude making as much money as me, which wasn't a lot. Yeah. And had a master's degree. Like, and I was like, man, nah, there's something, something ain't right here. Like, something ain't right. Like, this is some, no, no, on? no. Like, this is not that. How can that be? Like, yeah, yeah. that dude is making the same amount of money I make. Like, he works the same position, all that. He has a master's degree because he, he, he's vocal about it. Yet, I have no debt. And he's... Who knows? I don't. I didn't ask, but I'm sure he was. He didn't. I didn't know that he was in debt because he mentioned his student loans. Yeah, and that and it's funny because there's something about a similar type of uh, topic in uh, the book, The Bachelor Pad Economics, where the guy, the well, author, he says something that's very insightful, and I feel like a lot of people don't look at things this way. He's like, you might look at somebody that has like a $3 million home, a $70,000 a $70, car, and you'd be like, oh, that person is rich. And he's like, but they have so much debt. Like they get that at home, they got to pay. And then he's yeah. like, and then you might look, you might look at, at a, a waitress that lives in an apartment. Yeah. And as she's making a few thousand dollars a, a month, but her car is paid off for. And like her rent is cheap, and and she's not in that. She's actually richer than those people. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and people don't look at it like that. And I feel like that's a level of insight that our generation was never was never taught. And then we're also the generation of 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 like the reality TV generation. And I feel like that didn't help at all either because then it became a, a, we became a very like superficial and materialistic generation. It's like, Oh my God, Jersey shore. Oh, like yeah. they're, they're, they're not worried value. about, they're not worried about careers and reading books and insight. They're worried about like clubbing and, Oh, my boyfriend's cheating on me. Like that's what they, yeah. And 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 that also had an effect. So it's a lot of a lot of things. Then it's exacerbated by the fact that like all the, the social media, 
yeah. that feeds into it, right? Oh, of course, big you, time. You, you have people time. watching Jersey Shore, then they want to act like Jersey Shore motherfuckers, and then other motherfuckers saw that, and, and they're like, oh, I got to be on some Jersey Shore shit. Yeah, or look at what they got. I got to get, you know, and and so, and and yeah. and it's it's all about the insight because even well, we've talked about this before, like how you know within the more recent years we've kind of gotten into like collecting sneakers and like you know i don't know if i would classify classify myself as a sneakerhead but you know i i like it and you know i like having a variety but even that is done right now at a time where i have the insight to know that i can afford this versus being in a situation where it's like I'm just doing it based off of oh well what other people are doing yeah, and what yeah. other people like and I gotta have this because other people have no yeah. it's not like that and so and not only that like your style is your style yeah you know like that's another thing too like I'm gonna go buy no thousand dollar Balenciagas I think they're ugly that's my point of view but a lot of people they'll buy Balenciagas because that's what everybody has yeah you know like it's not they're not to me they're not nice I will not wear that right. You know, I would wear some Yeezys. Right. You know, I'll wear some Jordans, you know. And then to some sneakerheads, oh, Jordans, you know, like yeah, some people. Yeah, that that's true. To some sneakerheads, like Jordans are not even like. That, oh, that's so yesterday. Yeah. And, and they'll be like, oh, let's get these Yeezys. And Yeezys are nice, but it's just like, you know, we have our own style. It's it's our own thing. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all because of whatever people think is cool. It's cool. So, so we live in that generation, and I think all of that. What we all just, what we, what we just talked about, it all kind of culminates to like very inside the box thinking. Yeah. And I think you see a lot of that manifested in politics today. It's like everything is like very inside the box, and yeah. then you get somebody that 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 jumps outside the box. And people don't know how to receive them, like a Kanye or or you know. The numerous other people that we talked about that get protested or or people hate is because it's all very outside the box, but because we are a very inside the box generation. Yeah, yeah. And then it was badass since you mentioned um, World Star. Then they had a which coincides with what we're talking about. So so World Star had a video by John Stazel. Which talked about like education and mm-hmm. how it could how it's a scam, mm-hmm. and I, and and I was like looking at that and it was like such like the, the what we're talking about now like the parallels from that to the fact that like this study came out, a lot of people don't see that you know they'll go to school and 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 they'll look at that and then that and in that uh video where John Sass was kind of breaking it down, then he mentions a, a Brian Kaplan. I haven't read the book, but Brian Kaplan and 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 uh, I guess he's a economics professor. And, and and he has a book which which pretty much let me see if I could get the title of it. And you know, I'm interested in reading it just because like it sounds like some interesting shit, whether I agree with it or not. Uh The Case Against Education by Brian uh Kaplan, where he's talking about really education as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that makes me interested in the fact that, like, oh shit, how are we cause because we've actually talked about this before, where a lot of like even high school education is like kind of pointless shit. Yeah, like calculus and, and and algebra for somebody who's who's gonna be doing you know maybe some medical shit. What does it have to do with that? Yeah, should we not cater to the person and what they want and get them to that employment? So in that sense, we we we've talked about how that's kind of like a scam and a really a waste of money. Yeah, 
And and then even if you are going to have something more standardized where like, let's say grammar school, elementary school, high school, it's still too early to like create a curriculum for like every individual student. So it's a more standardized curriculum. Shouldn't it be based on things that are actually going to be used? Yeah. Like maybe like more, more like hands-on stuff. Yeah. Maybe more like stuff about money and credit, like stuff that like that like you could potentially, well, stuff not potentially stuff you will deal with on a day to day basis. Yeah. Rather than rather than some of this stuff that you'll like never touch and see again, definitely. And it's funny because in that video, I did see that video, and in that video, the dude says something that I'm a firm believer in. He says people that want to learn are gonna learn. Like you don't really need like school to teach them, and it's true. Yeah. Like look at look at what we're doing now, podcasting. Like we didn't go to no school for that. Look at like filming when we do our music videos, when we do when we did sketches, music, like all this stuff we do, business stuff, like all of that stuff. None of it like did did we go to school for? So it's all it's really about thinking outside the box and 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 having enough insight to to do that to to be able to look outside the box yeah yeah and, and it's crazy because i saw uh not too long ago and I, I was trying to look it up so i could you know shout her out but i don't know i don't know that uh let me see it was this girl this chick and what i liked about it it was a a, a black chick mm-hmm. that, that she she's like really pushing for like for, for black kids to get more into STEM. Mm-hmm. And we've always talked about it. Like, if you're going to make a change, you got to make a change that matters. Yeah. Like, like all this, like, oh, let's after school, just keep them here because it's good for them. That's yeah. a waste of government money. Now, I would definitely be for a program that was like, let's get these kids into STEM. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would definitely be because that that's yielding results. Yeah. I had to shout her out. And she was like, you know, she felt like compelled to like shout us out because we were telling her like, "Hey man, you're on some dope ass shit," and like nothing but power to you. We we're proud to, you know. I, I told her like, "I'm proud to see somebody do that that type of stuff," and that's what we should be about, you know. Yeah. That we should learn from the mistakes that millennials paid for, so we could, you know, pave the future in, in a good way for for the for the upcoming people. Absolutely. Well. That's our episode for today. Thank you guys for listening. Go to iTunes, rate the podcast, drop a comment. It really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Thank you guys for listening every week. The show does continue to grow because you do listen. We'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, peace. Peace.